0: Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. He hit it! He hit it! He hit it!
1: He got it. This is the
0: Rich Eisen Show. The Wolverines will play. In the Elite Eight.
1: He is Jawan Howard of the University of Michigan.
0: Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles.
1: What is it like for you? It's not because of me. them. I'm just
2: so proud of our players and how they've been competing.
0: The Rich Eisen Show, still to come. Come, come. NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah, senior writer for the MFQB, Albert Breer, plus actor Joe Manganiello. And now... It's Rich
1: Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of The Rich Eisen Show, hour number two. Um, Albert Breer is going to join us, top of hour number three, to tell us how the 49ers and Eagles and Dolphins got together and made a trade. And that's the way he's. Putting it, that it's kind of like one of those NBA deals where the Dolphins were like, yeah, we don't know if we really want to move down to 12, but if we can move back into the top 10, close to the top five, you know, we would consider moving out of the three, and that's the way that the Eagles got involved. And it got kept uh, under wraps quite a bit. So Albert's got a lot of what went behind the scenes on Friday's, Draft-a-palooza that uh, went down uh, during Zach Wilson's pro day on NFL Network. So, that's how we kick off hour number two with Chris Brockman in his spot. And Mike Del Tufo, good to see you in your spot. And TJ Jefferson, my social media grandmaster in his position. And you and yours at 844-204-INCH, number to dial... Daniel Jeremiah, my draft compadre, who will be sitting next to me in Cleveland, Ohio, for an insane amount of time at the end of next month, joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show, fresh off of calling the Zach Wilson Pro Day Live on NFL Network on Friday. How are you, DJ?
2: I'm doing great, Rich. Are you refreshed? Are you, are you ready for this uh, stretch run we're headed towards?
1: I am not cramping. How does that sound? <laughs> I don't that's plan good. on cramping. Good. I plan on being fully hydrated and getting ready to go, uh, literally and figuratively. My my run is going to happen next month. I have, uh, I've got a caper I'm trying to pull off to make it uh, make it as special as ever. So that's coming down the pike too. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm ready i can't
2: i can't wait to to learn of the details
1: yeah, it will be coming um and in the meantime so um did somebody get in your ear if you will during the pro day say you have no idea what just happened or do you have any idea what was <laughs> happening you're looking down at your phone during zach wilson's pro day knowing that everything had been sort of turned upside down in a way
2: so i heard i heard from a little birdie uh that morning that something was going to happen so I knew that uh, that there was going to be a trade. It was going to involve somebody moving up. I didn't know who it was, um, but I kind of was on alert. So I was one of those deals, and you've been there, Rich, where you're where you're on air and you've got your computer and you're just hitting, you know, refresh, 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 Uh, and and just hoping, hoping that it's going to happen during this two hour window where we're on because there's nothing more fun. And so, boom, this thing happens, and so you digest it while you're watching Zach, you know, warm up. And then just as you start to get comfortable with that, Rhett, Rhett is talking as the host. And, and so he's watching Rhett Zach Lewis, yep. Throw. yep. He's talking about this trade with, with Miami and San Francisco. And I'm on my computer, and all of a sudden, I see it come across from the Eagles' official account that they've just moved back from 6 to 12. And so it was one of those fields you're like it says blue check mark, but like you're clicking on the <laughs> clicking on it, making sure like this is not I'm not getting, you know, yeah. screwed on this thing. So while Rhett's talking, I turn around my my laptop, Rich, because we're sitting far apart, you know, with the way things are. Yep. And I'm trying to slide my laptop across the table so that he can see that this eagle shit is happened. <laughs> and so he ended up breaking that, uh, just reading that right off the laptop and off we went. It was it was fun, man.
1: Well, it sure looks like Speaking of refresh, San Francisco hit refresh. So let's start there Um, because when trades like this happen, clearly we can't put names to fill in the blanks yet, but we can guess. Um, What do you make of San Francisco moving up to three and for who, Daniel Jeremiah?
2: Well, I definitely think they they felt like um, they needed better than Jimmy Garoppolo to make such a aggressive, costly move um, with what they gave up to go up to three. And they obviously have a love of three quarterbacks. So let's assume, as most do, that, that uh, Trevor Lawrence and, and uh, Zach Wilson are two of the three that they are excited about. We try and figure out who that third guy is, and when it happened immediately – Um, my mind went to Trey Lance as somebody that I thought would be a fun fit there. Um, And I'm thinking Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. I can make a case Justin Fields would be an exciting pick there. So I'm processing and I'm thinking, well, wait a second, Trey Lance has already had his pro day. And I had heard, there's always, you hear all these stories behind the scenes, but I had heard, look, the Niners didn't send their decision makers to North Dakota state for that pro day because they want to kind of lay in the weeds on Trey Lance, but, um, you know that's why they did that, but you're going to get the video of the pro day. They'll see everything. Um, but I'm like, okay, Trey Lance's pro day has already happened, so they could be kind of towards the finish line of his evaluation and have the conviction to make a trade like this. Justin Fields hasn't had his pro day yet, so if you were going to trade up with him in mind, I would think you'd want to wait until his pro day just to make sure he's healthy and throwing the ball fine and. Um, give you a little more uh, comfort to make that type of a bold move. So I'm like, okay, I'm leaning towards Trey Lance. Then you talk to people in the know around the league, Rich, and they're like, I'm telling you, this is this is for the Bama quarterback. This is not mm. this is not Trey Lance or Justin Fields. This is this is for Mac, uh, for Mac Jones. So, uh, and I heard it from a lot of people, and I think, look, when you see, you know, Chris Sims as well, and it's easy to connect the dots with him and Kyle and their friendship that that he kind of hopped aboard that train. Um, that's kind of where we are.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, Uh, okay. If it's Mac Jones, I I imagine the Niners decided sitting at where they were wasn't good enough, right? Like sitting at 12 wasn't good enough for Mac Jones. They weren't going to risk it. They could have maybe moved up. I guess they figure that Mac Jones could be gone at four, and, I, and and it's for I honestly, atlanta like so and i understand that that draft boards change clearly between now and at the end of uh of april but they caught wind like you know what we, we can't run the risk that arthur smith's gonna love mac jones as much as he thinks he's his tan or something like that and let's go get let, we got to go to three right i mean what do you think
2: My 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 take on it rich is two parts number one it's um, you know, John Lynch is there, but Kyle has has the juice, right? So, Kyle. And when you have coaches that have the power on decisions like these, a lot of times they're not as not as uh, worried about the cost as much as they're worried about getting their guy. And the extreme example is look what happened in Houston when with Bill O'Brien. You know, you just say I want I want Laramie Tunsil, get him. What I don't care what it costs, just go get him. And then on the other hand, you have an asset in, in Hopkins, which if you canvass the league and, and feel out the market and the value, you'd say, okay, man, he's probably worth a lot more than Arizona just offered us. But now we're going to move on from him, so just trade him, get rid of him. But um, I, I think that's what happens sometimes with, with coach-run decisions, that they can maybe not care so much about the, you know, what the market says, just determined I like this guy, I'm going to go get him. And the other thing I would say is, in talking to people during the time of the senior bowl, uh, the fact that Tepper was down there as an owner, which you rarely see, and going back to the days when you were calling that game, Rich, you know, I remember seeing owners on the sideline nice. at the Senior Bowl. Right. Even though Mac Jones didn't play in the game, uh, it was kind of widely thought that he was going down there to be around Mac, that that would be a, a play for them potentially at number eight. And the last thing you want to do, if you really think that that's the answer, you don't want to get in the bidding war with a team that has a higher pick than you because you're going to lose.
1: You're referring to David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers. I've got Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen show. Stands to reason they knocked on the Jets door first, though, right? Daniel, what do you think?
2: Um, I, I don't I don't know that that is the case. I, I think that's been assumed. I don't know that to be a fact.
1: Okay, so then let's get out of the news and information business and get back into the evaluation business. Um, the tea leaves are that the Jets – Um clearly you are going to take Zach Wilson now right I mean Mm -hmm. because you have to you have to assume and I know what assuming really means potentially (laughs) but you have to assume that the organization that used a third round pick to in the trade with Miami that they got because they lost Robert Sala to the Jets to be their head coach that they would at least have the knock on the door to make sure that they're that they're doing their due diligence just in case the Jets go out. I mean, the, the odds that Joe Douglas calls up um, you know, John Lynch say, what gives? We could have go we, we could have done something. You know what I mean? Like it just mm-hmm. while they're standing watching Zach Wilson light it up in his pro day, this means that it's Zach Wilson to the Jets. Right?
2: Well, I mean I think we've been we've been talking about this since uh January and it was my opinion that Zach Wilson was going to be the second pick in January and March 29th, and I'll be shocked if he isn't the pick with the Jets at two. I, I, I would be shocked.
1: What do he look like to you in person?
2: It was fun to watch, man. Uh, it was really fun. Look, to me, pro days, Rich, you don't want you don't want to make more of them than they are. I get that, uh, but to me, you can accomplish two things in a pro day. Number one, you can fill in the gaps from things we didn't get a chance to see you do. So maybe you're in an offense where they don't throw the ball down the field. Maybe there's not as many drive throws. Maybe, you know, as Mac Jones tried to do at his pro day, he didn't move around a lot. So they try and feature some movement. So that's one thing, just fill in the gaps. The other thing you can accomplish is you can show off. Like it's show and tell, right? This is Look at all the stuff I can do. Well, when you look at Zach, I, I've seen him do everything on the video. I've seen him make every type of throw, on schedule, off schedule, on the move, right, left. You know, you know, power throws, touch throws, deep balls. I've seen him do all that. So he didn't really have any gaps to fill in. So it basically set this up to be a just kind of a, a show off session. And it was fun to watch. I enjoyed the heck out of it. I, I think hopefully people could, could feel that from me watching it. I was just, it was fun, man. Anytime you watch somebody that's great at something, it'd be like if you're watching Steph Curry just go out and shoot a bunch of threes. Um, I enjoyed it. I don't get the people that are cynical and don't want to enjoy something like that. It was mm-hmm. fun. It was fun for me. Well, I mean, that
1: throw where he drifted to his left. and oh, I, think you, ridiculous. I, I think you were busy, you know, going about um, down the road of BYU versus Coastal Carolina. And you had to <laughs> sort of stop your story, you know, and go, yeah. oh, my God, that was ridiculous. I mean, that went viral. I mean, that got picked up everywhere. And we saw all that. But, you know, that said, when you say that you, you know, Pro Day is set up, uh, to have a kid show off his skills and talents and, and just have a little bit of fun like that, you know Ryan Day is going to set up stuff like that for Justin Fields, right? So or Justin Fields people will do that. And his pro day is Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. What, how, how might that shuffle things up? Do you think?
2: Well, you know, there's the old phrase, right? I'll have my people call your people. Well, right. Justin and Zach had the same people. John Beck, who ran the uh, Zach Wilson pro day, yes. is going to be running the Justin Fields pro day there you tomorrow. Go. Uh, so I talked to him this morning and they're going to you'll see a lot of similar things. They he's going to uh he's going to chance to show off himself.
1: So, okay. So, now that we've decided, Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen show. Now that we've 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 dissected the big uh move from 12 to 2 of uh, to 3 uh 49ers Dolphins trade. What did you make of the Dolphins moving up to 6 and the Eagles moving down to 12? What are your thoughts on that, Daniel Jeremiah?
2: Well, I think uh a couple things on the Dolphins that they accomplished. Um number one, where they ultimately ended up is in position to get a premier target, right? Whether that's whether that's Pitts or Jamar Chase, you know, Devontae Smith or Waddle, however they those are the big four targets. They they're going to be able to get a big time weapon to help evaluate Tua. So that accomplished that. The other thing it accomplished is they accumulated some, some more uh you know, tokens. I guess you could say, and 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 drafts beyond this one, which will will leave that, leave them some flexibility with the whole Deshaun Watson situation. Because if, if you know, we were looking at this a week ago, we'd say, man, I don't know that anything can happen with Deshaun Watson given the current circumstances. And if you look at the Dolphins, if they are going to be able to come together with Houston uh, on a trade the majority of their chips are in this draft. So once we get past this draft, it's hard to match them up for a trade because the dolphins just don't have as many assets as you would need. Um, And so now what they've done is they've collected another Mm. first round pick in next year's draft. They've given themselves flexibility to extend this, to allow this thing with Deshaun Watson to play out so that once the draft, this 21 draft ends, their their uh, opportunity for Deshaun Watson does not expire. They can play the long game here. Huh,
1: because I thought this would mean that they're in on Tua,
2: right? I think, I, I think it gives them an opportunity with what they've done to not select in the draft a replacement for Tua, but to support him where we can potentially look at him with more weapons, which gives us an evaluation. But I also think if this thing with Deshaun Watson were to clear up and it clears up over the summer – they have the chips in place to make that trade right then and there.
1: Because they've they've gotten more draft capital down the Future line.
2: picks, yeah. Oh, my
1: word. So the, what about the Eagles? As you know, uh, people in Philadelphia yeah. are, are kind of like, well, we could have had one of those top playmakers that you mentioned, those four playmakers for, for Jalen Hurts. And instead, they moved down and they put more capital into next year's draft, in which they could wind up with three number one players. Yeah. Uh, First, uh, three first-round draft choices. What, what do you make of Philadelphia's maneuvering?
2: I, I think it was, it was pretty smart because I, I believe when you look at the needs of the roster, um, to me, you know, I, I think everybody's assuming they're going to go get a, a player to surround uh, and, and a, properly evaluate Jalen Hurts. And if they would have stuck at six, I, I had made the strong case, you take Kyle Pitts if he's there, he's the best player. He's going to be the best player available. Um, you take him. But what they've done is they've kind of they've kind of couched everything here and said, okay, we're going to go back to 12. To me, it points to either the best pass rusher or the best corner. That's where the value is where they're picking their 12. Um, and then they have, like you said, three ones uh, potentially next year. So you're going to get a look-see here at Jalen Hurts for a year with a full offseason um, and a full training camp, preseason, all that stuff. You're going to get a chance to evaluate him. And if for some reason um, – it goes if it goes well man you're loaded with ammunition to build around him next year and if it doesn't go well you're loaded with ammunition to go find another quarterback so um, that's what that looks like to me from the outside. Okay,
1: am I miss, am I missing anything? Is there another domino or ripple in this pond, domino that tumbled with this trade on Friday? Again, you, you kind of threw me for one yeah. with saying, you know, how, how the Dolphins amassed more picks in the coming years gives them flexibility to wait out what happens with Deshaun Watson in Houston that now suddenly maybe the draft isn't a deadline, a go or no go for – Houston and Deshaun Watson that that it could now be training camp potentially because uh the Dolphins now have the same package that could have been delivered to Houston before the draft they have that before this season for next year's drafts so you kind of threw me for one right there is there anything else we're not we're not seeing we're not I mean- thinking of right here
2: well, I mean, I, I'd like to contribute, you know, at least one topic for a follow-up segment on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Come on, Rich. I mean, I just, being well, friend.
1: it seems like there's definitely going to be an endless pit of stuff to talk about for this draft. But it, I'm oh, just yeah. wondering if, if there are anything, is the, you know, that Jimmy G, I guess, is potentially going to be the guy, unless they take Mac Jones, he would be the most, I would think, pro-ready because he played at Alabama and he's got yeah. – He's got more reps at it than Justin Fields and Trey Lance, right? I mean, what do you think of that?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting because Steve Weich, the great Steve Weich, after this came down, he was there, so he went up and and talked to Kyle Shanahan and came right back on the air and said, look, Kyle said Jimmy's a part of our plan. So when I heard that, I thought, well, if Jimmy's a part of your plan, then that points to – you know Trey Lance or Justin Fields because you don't have to play those guys right away they might not be ready right now whereas Mac the, feel, the feeling is that he'd be ready to, to step in and play and having Mac and having Jimmy on the same team doesn't make any sense um, so that that threw me for a loop but then there's also I mean what what is Kyle going to say you know Jimmy's still on the team so you 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 know, yeah. kind of
1: He hadn't spoken to me yet he, either I guess he spoke to him yeah. on Friday after the pro day it seems like
2: Yeah so I don't I don't know what you could say otherwise there so it's still um, it's going to be fascinating. I think we kind of we think we know what's going to happen there, but you, you never know. And then it gets to Atlanta, where everybody has said, or a but a lot of people have said, well, they, you know, with this Mac Ryan deal, they really are kind of into him now for a couple more years uh, with the salary cap. But, but I've talked to a couple of general managers that said, look, they had to do that to get under the salary cap. They didn't have a choice. So I would not rule out a quarterback uh, there, and he wouldn't have to play right away. Which, again, when you look at Trey Lance and Justin Fields, could be a perfect situation for them to uh, to sit behind Matt Ryan for a minute. So I wouldn't I wouldn't rule them out. And then, to me, the the quarterback domino that's left is Sam is Sam Darnold, And I look at Carolina and I look at Denver as two teams who have kind of let it be known um, that they they're in the quarterback business. So. You know, does Sam go to one of those teams, and if he, you know, the team that doesn't get him, does that motivate them to try and to try and move up? Because if Mac if Mac goes three, Rich, now we're talking about. There's a real chance we could go, you know, one, two, three, four, six. Or if if uh, the Bengals get out one, two, three, four, five with quarterbacks, it's gonna be nuts.
1: Yeah, and then the Panthers and the Broncos choose eight and nine. Um, and you know, this is gonna be my seventeenth draft that I host for NFL Network, and through the years with Mayock and you. I've picked up a couple things. Um, certainly <laughs> lately, you know, late uh, in the latest draft uh, for it, the uh, the drafting of Kyler Murray, and I'm sitting there wondering, why, why is Rosen still on the team? And, you know, um, you you say to me during a commercial break, you can't trade the guy until you have the other guy in hand. You know, and Mayock mm-hmm. was this, telling me the same thing for all those years, but I got caught up in the whole Rosen of it all, and he got traded the next night. Is it possible, then, Daniel – that the Jets mm-hmm. draft Zach Wilson second and while the clock is moving towards eight and nine overall for the Panthers and Broncos, that Darnold gets moved in that interim period. DJ.
2: I think I think that this is what a great friendship is all about. I feel like I delivered you a little present and I feel like in turn you have delivered me one because I didn't really think about that um <laughs> from the standpoint of waiting until they're on the clock. So I'm gonna write that one down, file Do it. it away. There you go. Uh, I'm gonna claim it I'm gonna claim it as my own, Do it. Uh, when, I, when I'm on path to the draft later this afternoon. Do it, because 'cause I'm trying um, to
1: figure out like when how does what's the mechanics of this for Joe Douglas yeah. to make as much hay as he possibly can with a quarterback that the rest of the league knows he's gotta unload. You know
2: well, I think there's uh, what is it eBay that has a buy now price? Yes sir. Right? yes. So you get the buy now price from a team that you love, you take it right now. If you don't have your buy now price then it's a, then it's a bid and we wait till we get to the draft and, and let it play out
1: And then you treat like Zach Wilson to mix, meta, mix sports like Andre Drummond. you just remove him from society and put him in bubble wrap and say <laughs> you don't do a damn thing until the draft hits, right? I mean if yeah.
2: <laughs> right? pretty much yeah yeah. you you, you're always i mean uh if if you do a deal right now again there's always risk with everything so you just you got to hope that that zach wilson is uh is on his couch and just taking care of himself yes
1: and looks both ways before crossing a street and just basically netflix and chill man you know as much as somebody from byu could
2: yeah if you're going to go for a jog make sure the headband does not come down over your eyes keep that thing up a bunch (laughs) on your head there
1: DJ, thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. You, When's the uh, the Move the Sticks with you and uh, and Bucky Brooks coming out to discuss all this?
2: Uh, yeah, it, we just had a, a fun chat about it, so it should be coming out any uh, any time now, so be on the lookout for that later today.
1: Okay, let's do that. DJ, thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. Th-
2: thanks, buddy. You DJ. got it,
1: and get Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks' Move the Sticks podcast for more on that. How about that one, and then we'll take a break after we just settle, settle on this. Because you know one of my opinions based off of the Friday draft flurry is Deshaun Watson's not going anywhere. And that has as much to do with what I think the Niners are moving themselves on the draft board and the Jets saying no to the Niners, which, I'm sh- again, I, I'm, I have nothing confirmed that there was a conversation. I will ask that of Breer. Everyone's assuming they had to have connected with the Jets first to see if they're going to you know, move out of the second spot and what it would take. Right. And so, you know, the fact that the Jets said no to this, we're assuming. Takes them out of the Deshaun Watson game, certainly with so much up in the air in Deshaun Watson's personal life right now. Okay, But I didn't see that one, that the Dolphins now have enough draft capital, thanks to this trade for future years to pull off the same trade in the summer that we're all assuming needs to be done before the draft. Right? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. This is amazing. Which is why, in my opinion, you know, you're hearing that the hand of the Texans might be behind the lawyer who is filing all of these cases on behalf of all of the women who are saying Deshaun Watson did something civilly and maybe personally criminal. That the Texans were the ones to basically, all right, you want to mess with us? We know somebody is going to mess with you, Deshaun, so you better stay here. Why would they, A, do that, period? You could say, well, business. Well, it's bad for business. Right. Because you essentially want him to stay. Yeah. You think he's pissed at you now and he'll never want to play for you again now because you wouldn't let him choose the general manager? How about sliming him with all of this stuff that if it isn't untrue – why the hell would he ever want to play for you ever again? And what if he can prove that? You're finished as an owner. You're finished as an organization. You wouldn't be drafting in the first. Forget about your former coach giving away all your first round draft picks for Laramie Tunsil. You wouldn't be choosing in the first round for years to come if that's found out. you out of your mind. And then plus, you're going to tar your and feather your, your best player and thus make him... Less tradable? If you are going to trade him? Like, none of that makes sense. None of it makes sense that it was the Texans doing.
0: He's now the face of Houston sports. Exactly.
1: None of it, none of that makes sense. And if I'm the Texans, I'd be livid about that. And I'd find every single person who says that on Twitter, and I'll make them pay. I mean, that's just insane. It makes no sense on every level. But to me... If there are some teams that are, in fact, needing to do their now due diligence in Deshaun Watson in a way they never imagined they would ever have to or want to, that if this does get cleared up in a matter of a couple months, then you can make that trade. If you're Miami, I didn't think about that. So maybe two is on the Jalen Hurts plan. You got one. You, you got one OTA. You got one.
0: You got one. I, I.
1: it does give them some flexibility, but I do think they're in on two. I really believe I think it. so,
0: too. But DJ – Letting Fitzmagic walk was kind of the, the key for me. What? Because,
1: I don't know, at some point you're going to have to sink or swim with him all six or 17 games, mm-hmm. you know?
0: That's what I mean. Letting Fitzmagic go and not having that kind of safety net of him to But what I'm saying is, is that at some up.
1: point you can't have the safety. He's got to have to figure out his way out of a game, like, say, in Las Vegas, like he had. Yeah. He's going to have to figure that out. You, gotta, you know what I, I mean? Think, I think you will. Or, or you go get him the weapons
0: where he, he doesn't have right. to figure it out exactly. himself. Yeah, that's the big thing. I'm still oh. high on 2 I'm still buying Tua uh, for Miami.
1: All right, we'll take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. People Magazine, we're coming for you. <laughs> uh, words I never thought I would say. The audacity. Next. Seeking the truth never gets old.
0: This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back
1: here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network uh, for all of our radio mm-hmm. friends. Uh, we we're just bringing up, we we're talking about the new Peacock series on John Wayne Gacy and um, the docuseries and you see him in uh, clown makeup and <laughs> I mentioned we don't do the clown makeup stuff here anymore because of, you know, COVID and we're not going to have somebody come in here and do clown makeup on whoever finishes last in the NCAA tournament pool and Somebody named his uh, his tournament pool. Let me get this straight here. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh,
2: come on. Actually, I'm going to name my boat Brockman was named the Named
1: it no makeup this year. <laughs> and who knew it wasn't because he wasn't going to finish last or swore he wouldn't finish last. It was Actually, it's true. We're not doing makeup this year. I mean Brockman. Chris Brockman in uh, DFL right now entering He's the Elite Eight.
0: Terrible. What's the most points you can get? Like five? In the Elite Eight. eight. The most I can get is 670, <laughs> and Adam That's is the max and Adam can get 680 which so means I, you're you're
1: going to finish in last place um, I think
0: we have basically the same bracket who, who can finish
1: better uh, hold on I so can who, move up hold on a second hold on a second who oh. can else who can also finish oh, better yes. um that would be best in the world at 1300 that would be you sir too jiggy right yeah okay you're second to last right now kind of looks like you're NBA player Fantasy playoff situation. I like that. Uh, just above with, the basement, always. Tied currently in points <laughs> with TJ Jefferson, but with an ability to finish with eight, 80 better points is, yo, Tay-Tay yes. is awesome, which is my daughter Taylor. Yo, Baby kids rule. All yo. right. <laughs> uh, then comes call screener Adam Chudwin. Okay, very good. Uh, then comes one great mix. Yes. Moving on up. All right. You could finish with 1,440, but you're 10 points behind, however, uh, with somebody who can't finish as well as you if everything plays out. Uh, Woggles, which is Xander renamed his team Woggles. That's the name of Halo, a nickname for Halo, my my golden retriever in the house. Halo, Daddy schools his kids, which I think you don't need to know who that is, finishing in, currently in second place right now. Uh, that would be me. A guy who looks like he's going to dominate, and I think this is a wrap because he chose Houston to go to the Final Four. He chose Oral Roberts to beat Ohio State because he listens to his father. There's two teams to root for <laughs> Michigan and anybody plays Ohio State. He also chose Loyola of Chicago to go to the Elite Eight, so he came close, but no cigar there. Cooper Evan Eisen, my 10-year-old, dominating us right now. Wow. Chris is not making eye contact with me at all. He shouldn't.
2: I mean...
0: Dude. How many years in a row is it now? Here's the thing. I Yikes. front-loaded this conversation weeks ago yes. when we did this by saying, literally haven't watched a single college basketball game. Which year. also describes my 10-year-old. to ten- me. <laughs> I... Disagree with that. Taylor I Eisen spends tedious, a lot of time
1: watching college hoops. Cooper has
0: watched more hoops than we have.
1: <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. you made him watch a couple. I Not sure. made him. He just watches I mean, it I'm himself. Saying, I've I seen, seen mean. him watch. I didn't, I mean, I've seen. I, mean, I, it, I come whatever. in and I'll you see mean, all
1: manners it. of sports on. Like, but when I was he's 10, watching, he's watching downhill skiing, I was I mean, doing the same thing. You were watching uh, ESPN The Ocho? Is that what you're doing? I was pretty much. He finds channels I don't even know exist. Dodgeball. Um, it's, it's indefensible though. We, I mean you're arguing the fact that a ten year old's beating us because he watches more sports than this and it's our job to watch you're like but this well, come uh-huh. on. <laughs> uh-huh. it's not my job to watch
0: Oral Roberts throughout He's, the year didn't watch season. that either, but he just was smart.
1: <laughs> by the way, <laughs> come on. he is he is the only one. Everybody else who's in this tournament who's got final teams alive, everybody's got Gonzaga. Yeah. You I, and you and Adam had Illinois. Everyone else has Gonzaga except for Cooper, who's got Michigan. oof So I got to pull Gonzaga. I just did
0: something different because everyone was taking Gonzaga.
1: (laughs) It's rich. It's the the Oral Roberts, Rich. The Oral Roberts. Roberts. That's right. Albert Breer is going to be joining us. You like clown makeup. That's fine. I mean, no, it I could mean,
0: be a thing, a little no. fetish of yours, is maybe. I don't wow. know. Stop this is really, this just is just, really, speaking uh, of dark, this just took a turn. I'm just saying, I mean, you might be into that type of thing. Not, thank you. Because you can't
1: lose that many years in a row without doing it on purpose. Did you at least have Syracuse making the Sweet 16 in your. In no, your,
0: I had picked us to lose to West who, Guess who
1: chose Syracuse to his yeah. Sweet 16? Yep. Cooper.
0: And UCLA. Yeah, he had great 16. picks. Cooper's guy. I was looking bracket. Syracuse to the Sweet 16 was. He's yeah. got
1: Houston winning the region, he and it, crazy all, all Houston's got to do is beat a 12 seed tonight, and they do it. Oh, that, that's going to wrap it up, right? I just, think that wraps it up for sure. Yeah, Certainly if Michigan advances uh, against UCLA. I had
0: Alabama to the Final Four. I, I still had a chance if they had beaten UCLA. Dude, that
1: yeah. three-pointer that Alabama oh. threw in with no time left, the whole family's watching. Oh
0: we my, went crazy. crazy. Crazy.
1: The whole place crazy. went crazy. I mean, it's just um, its so amazing. And then they
0: got smoked in overtime.
1: Eight four four two oh four Rich, number to dial. Let's go to Ray in Las Vegas, Nevada. What's up, Ray? Rich. Hey, welcome back from vacation. Thanks How for are you? thanks for hanging on. What's going on? Well, I've listened to this week talking about the NFL going to a seventeen week schedule. Looks like it. And the first thing that came to my mind, that means they'll push the Super Bowl back a week, which will be President's Day weekend, so no one has to worry about Monday. I'm telling you, man, everybody keeps saying there should be a national holiday after the Super Bowl, and guess what? That's what's going to happen, and then the NBA I'm will is forward. and the NBA is going to have to figure out a different All Star game weekend, I guess. That's
2: you know, I'm I mean,
1: will sure rain something. I don't know, I don't. I, but um, seventeen games, it's it's coming, and we're going to have to. We're going to have to, you know, um, we're going to have to. And thanks for the call, Ray. We're going to have to figure out how. Um, we're going to have to figure out how we measure statistics. By the way, you, you, you're going to have to put an asterisk on on rule book stuff from now on, I guess. Or now we'll just have a new rule book. Seventeen games over eighteen weekends. You know, week one will no longer be the um, the uh, I guess the immediately right after Labor Day. It'll be the weekend after Labor Day like it is right now, but or I don't know, September 12th, 2021. It, yeah, might be, be. it might be two weeks after Labor Day. And then the final regular season Sunday is when you would normally be watching Wild Card Weekend, which is now in the middle of January. I'm yeah, you, Labor man, Day's a six, so it's, it's week It's all after. pushing it back a one. It's all pushing it back. Oh, Labor Day's a six? Labor Day's a six, so it's a oh, week okay, after so it's Labor Day. Just yep. like now anyway, so there yep. you have it. It's the weekend after. That's it. One bye week still. I know Alvin Kamara had a problem with it, and I know a lot of other players are going to have problems with it, but the only – I will just respond with a number, okay? My only response – and I I know the players put so much into their bodies, and I know that they totally understand that they feel they are not protected down the road. They don't feel they are not protected down the road, that vested veterans are not protected down the road of of their lives, and I hope that that does get fixed as best they can but the one number that comes back, and I'm sure the union will say it too, $100 billion, $100 billion. Alvin Kamara said dumb as hell to Adam Schefter's announcement that, in tweet that they're expecting to get this to 17-game regular season. And Adam pointed out that it's the longest stretch without a change in NFL history to the schedule. It's 1978, they've been playing a 16-game schedule the 17th game it makes it seem like it's it is another week on the body and it's not my body i'm not putting it on the line it's not my brain i understand i talk about it but 100 billion dollars have been has been secured by the NFL deep deep into the next decade when anything changes i mean who the hell knows? You know what? what are, are, we could be watching the Super Bowl by NFT. That you know, <laughs> in the last year, I, who the hell knows? Bitcoin to get in. I, 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 who the hell knows? Yeah. We have no idea. You know, you gotta take. You, you know, you go to when you're going to yep. Super Bowl 70. Don't forget to bring your digital wallet to the game. You know, like what? It's but cute. the NFL has secured oh. the money too deep into this territory. And part of the reason why they're able to expand the pie like that is a 17th game. When you're going to Disney and saying, we want everything plus Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. That's what we want. When you're going, seriously, you're going to CBS and you're saying, we want everything and, you know, the Starship Enterprise. That's what we want. (laughs) Me up, we could. i could go on and on box you can get a home there's a homer
0: statue on the lot you get the homer statue oh, well, yeah. uh,
1: you know what i mean it's homer. I, I don't know you, <laughs> what's disney now I think. right yeah so when you're saying that to these companies their answer is like okay but what you know what and then you say how about a 17th game oh okay and you say to espn how about a couple of super bowls how about this how about that and you're saying to amazon let's get the richest guy on the planet involved here so, and, and when I say that, the formula that the league and the union have agreed to, and there's still arguments about whether that's a good deal for the players or not, but a percentage of the pie that you get is X, and now it's X plus more pie.
0: There is less pie. There is not. <laughs> no, there there's, there's not. Way not. More pain. Pain. I mean, it's Jerry, Jones. Jerry Jones <laughs> okay. is way off on it. Yeah. And normally
1: you think he would know what he's talking about on this front. <laughs> so Alvin Kamara might, might now have the ability to get a second contract that he wouldn't. The question is, is he going to be able to
0: enjoy it later uh, on in life? Do you think, uh, I know we're up against it, but do you think we will come to a time when there's NFL load management?
1: Yeah, I mean that's. I didn't you did, from what I heard. Remember, there was like you could still there was an idea that you, you could still only play sixteen games. Yeah, that the seven that you're gonna have to figure out when you have to rest your 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 right. Like is it- right that 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 they won't allow it to be where everybody plays somebody plays all seventeen games. Brady doesn't want to sit. Right, but you might you might load manage your wide receiver, yeah. your your running back like week week eight. But the problem is, is that you can assume like, oh, we'll beat that one win yeah. team, and then you don't. Yep. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. look yeah. what happened with the Jets yeah. up the road here in SoFi this yeah, totally. year. Totally. Never know. I don't know, yeah. but they'll figure it out. And the reason why they'll figure it out is one hundred billion. billion dollars <laughs> with, with a B. With a B. We'll take a break, and uh, we're coming for People Magazine when we come back. Before Albert Breer and Joe Manganiello join us in hour number three. <laughs> world's sexiest bald man. Give me a break.
2: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about
0: This is the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, maybe we would. Maybe. Back
1: here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, 844-204-RICH, number to Dom. You could knock me over with a, a feather um, when I heard that People Magazine wasn't just naming a sexiest man alive. We've all heard about that
0: one. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. For some reason, they get together. I don't know if they're bored in the pandemic that these People Magazine Zooms were just getting a little too tedious. They get together, they're brainstorming. What else can we do? How about sexiest bald man alive? I don't remember them doing this before, Chris. Do you remember them doing this before? I, Is this a
0: maiden voyage I for this sort don't. of thing? Yeah, I don't know. Cause, uh, Why Michael, they just? Michael B. Jordan was this year's sexiest man alive.
1: Yeah, I understand that. That's yeah. that's fine. I, I'm 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 used to I'm used to living with that sort of stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that growing yeah. up. He a sexiest it. man alive, or you hear about her sexiest you know, woman alive, or whatever. Richard, that's Richard fine. Richard Gere would win, though. But sexiest yeah. ball, okay. man. Let's go. Let, let's let's start. Let's start filtering into different subsets of sexiness, right? Like- Subsets of sexiness. You writing that down for a fantasy yeah. team, man? <laughs> <Or> like <laughs> sexiest. Of of sexiness. Sexiest short person. What do you think? Sexiest tall person. Sexiest what? I mean. Plump person. I don't know. Oh, Mike. There yeah, you go. I'm hey. Sexiest. I'm losing, but I'm. I don't plump, know. Se- p- sexiest plump person yeah, alive. I mean. Me. I want that. I don't know why we're going to. Sit for, I don't know why they choose bald know.
0: people. Well,
1: I mean. Follically challenged. challenged. I don't get it. And then, so, but fine, you're going to do that great. You want to sell, I don't know, does that sell magazines? I don't know what it does. I don't, know, do they have, are there actual periodicals anymore? I have no idea. <laughs> but then to double down, triple, quad, quadruple, quintuple down <laughs> on this horrendous idea to choose out oh, of God, every God. follically challenged person, and we think we're all beautiful.
0: All is beautiful, Rich.
1: Prince William?
0: Oh, hey,
1: hey, hey. He's not even bald. So bald. Like, that's hair on top of his head. Like, he's balding. Like, if you want to name the sexiest balding person in the world, sexiest losing their hair person in the world, they, that's not even it.
0: Like, hey, come home, like, Prince, Prince
1: I, William. Come home. Like Stanbeck said. I, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> come home to the Chrome Like What do they think? Do they think, let's give Prince William a little bit more pub? Like, is, the guy needs, he needs more run? He's going to be the king. They're going to get in on that? Let's get in on that? Right now, just in case? He's, you know, what, second in line, isn't he? Second in line. Yeah, he is. Just in case? And then, you know, Jason Statham, though, right? Bruce Willis, these are the people who are, like, actually... I mean, Stanley (laughs) Tucci. Stanley Tucci. (laughs) Tucci. He he put this out. He put Ryan Reynolds on there with his full hair. The Rock?
0: Like, how does The Rock now yeah, win this? Yeah, exactly. What's
1: going on? Prince William. Nathan who too. sits in a room? Literally. I need the names. <laughs> I need the names, and I need the email addresses of these people. And Let's right get out, them all. Let's get them all. Now, while we've got the on This guy. <laughs> get him. And I don't say this. I say this because I, I, I love the British people. I love the British people a lot. I go and, you know, I... Uh, NFL Network's been on in London since, since inception.
0: He doesn't have the teeth
1: for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's not fully bald. He's not bald.
1: He's not like he's balding. Like if he's the sexiest balding man alive, maybe he's an, Of our ball. I mean, come on. <laughs> Larry David oh, is what yeah. Dwayne Johnson says. How does that happen? The Rock throws Larry David out there.
2: That's fantastic. I can't
1: wait till LD comes back on the show. I ask him about this very question. Yeah. Prince William's sexiest world's world's sexiest bald man. Yeah, not even just like. The world world. has no other sexy bald man. Honestly, that's like naming the late Lou Henson as one of the sexiest bald men alive. He had the comb over. Like, we know what he's doing. We know he's hiding it. We know Prince William's hanging on for dear life because you and I, Chris, have been there.
0: Oh, we have.
1: (laughs) Oh, buddy. you got to be kidding me, people. I'm done. If I had a subscription, I would cancel it. And the only people... (laughs) The only people... The only people <laughs> I, who I want to know the names of more, there's only one person. The person didn't vote for Derek Jeter. Is I knew that the was coming. of the <laughs> yeah. offense. That's, that's one. I want to know work. that person. That person might have a vote for this. Let's go, principal. Are they trolling us? Like, are they, Chris, are they trolling uh, bald uh, people? <laughs> yes. Are they literally, let's get Without together. Without question. Let's get together and figure it out. Well, and uh, then come out with the one person that would be the most outrageous to all bald men who, f- who are feeling themselves. I got a fresh cut today just for this conversation.
0: I'm feeling I have, good. I have a theory. It just came to me. Yes. Prince William, you know, the royal family needs some good press. Oh. I think they might have greased the wheels on this one. Yep. Little- Could you, What? like, they, they coughed up
1: one of the crown jewels to people, a little something for the effort, like, Let's name Prince William the sexiest bald man alive. You know
0: after that, you know, Harry and Meghan Oprah thing. I understand that.
1: You know what I mean? But the, we we're all Oprah upon this news like what?
0: Yeah, we are all
1: the <laughs> Oprah. All Oprah. we are all the Oprah meme. We're all the Oprah meme right you now. You know who's even probably not buying it? Kate Middleton's probably not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I just know this. If I was named sexiest bald man alive, yes. Going home to Susie, I would hear about it. <laughs>
0: I'd make sure I'd I was bald it. before I got named sexiest bald He's man. He's not
1: alive. bald. He's balding Balding.
0: sexiest big. Man. If difference. you want to
1: throw him in the mix of sexiest balding man alive, then you're still even Urege. You're still even in an Urege. argument. You know. Even. There's a list. He's currently losing it. We've opened and trust me, we're experts on this subject. This is an outrage. It's you know what, it it, it it should be no longer People magazine, subhuman magazine. <laughs> Rename it. Subhuman magazine. You know, maybe people magazine is really just trying to crown him, you like know literally. You know, you, know you know what you know what? You know what? Very it's a good point. You know what? Us magazine would never do this. <laughs> they just wonder who wears it better. Just like us, he's just like you. That's the us magazine. Come on, man. Like, this guy needs more run. Get
0: out of here. Jeez.
1: People magazine. What the hell do they know about
0: people? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing.